0: BLA Top welcome, hey, welcome, welcome. Love to Everything hear your reaction, your analysis,
1: you it. or whatever it is up,
0: you want to speak on, black. 800-920-1580. Now is the time to call. We will be reprising incredible conversation from our mornings with the mayor this week. So we'll be hearing from Karen Bass, the second half of this hour. Uh, mayor Karen Bass, of course, going right now to Carl calling us from L.A. Hi, Carl.
2: Nick, how you doing? What's going on with you?
0: Uh, everything is well. How you doing?
2: Okay, I'm great. Yeah, I wanted to chime in on that reparation. Uh, thank you for, uh, I wanted to tell the sister, thank you for that interim repara- uh, uh, report, that book. I, I look through it all the time, you know? And uh, I look through it all the time, and uh, I was looking through it then. My question would have been to her is, if the White House changes over to a Republican in the next four or eight years, would that slow us down on our payments from the federal government or the state of California, uh, you know, from the state and, and the feds? Uh, that's what I wanted to relay that question to, or how would that affect us? I mean, cause Well, the state of California
0: wouldn't be affected because our decisions regarding reparations are in the hands of the state, unless there was some kind of federal law passed to deny reparation which would be, I wouldn't put that past a Republican administration. As far as federally, Mm -hmm. yeah, of course, HR 40 or something similar is never going to happen under any Republican administration, even though I know folks in the movement, and you'll hear from them on this show, who believe that they can get Trump to deliver uh, on reparations.
2: Yeah, well, you know, that book has a lot of history in it. And I was reading a little something about this lady named uh, Grace Elizabeth Hall, uh, Hill Hall. I think that's her last name, but Grace Elizabeth from uh, University of Virginia. She's a professor and got a book out uh, in the Pines. That's the name of the book, In the Pines. And I was wondering how that would correlate with all this history. I mean, she went and dug it up. I mean, she's some European girl. Maybe uh, Dr. Horn could elaborate because he's got some deep books out there, (laughs) Dr. Horn. But uh, this book from In the Pines, I just went through the front cover and the back cover, Uh, you know, and it's got a lot of history. Well, this this intern report, this got so much history in it. I mean, hey, and then the lady was on your show just talking about just now you got to do your homework and present it to, I guess, to her. Uh, your tragedies uh, on life, how you you, you was, you was uh, responded here. Uh, well, I mean, they
0: just spent two years getting get those paid. stories, uh, Carl. So that's what the report is based on. I think what she's talking about is if you're putting together a proposal for reparations, whether it's on a city level, state, county, whatever, that you have to do your due diligence. If you're putting together a legal case to try to defend reparations, as being constitutional, you're going to have to do your due diligence that it's more based on the thoroughness of the legal argument than whether or not it is harm-based or Mm lineage-based. And to your point, mm -hmm. there is a Tampa Bay senator who is trying to put in place a constitutional amendment in Florida to ban reparations for the descendants of slavery in that state. And that's why I said I yes. wouldn't put it past a Republican administration to try that on a national level. They're working on it for the state of Florida
2: right well I, I, well, the only thing I can say is uh when she was talking about I would have to prove my case in the courts. I mean uh I could probably I'm, I'm gonna start on working on something right now, but well she wasn't talking the, about uh, your
0: individual case, Carl. she was talking uh-huh. about our case as a people,
2: uh-huh, okay, okay. Okay, uh, then the case go for through.
0: reparations as a legal uh, constitutional policy, that being if it was challenged, let's say California, any legislation, I doubt they're going to challenge that. Okay, that's meant to repair systemic harm, but anything that involves cash payments or any kind of um, break from taxes, anything like that could be challenged as being unconstitutional because of race or whatever other excuse they come up with. And what attorney Holder was saying, in my understanding, is that we, we, the supporters of reparations, the legal team behind that would have to be thorough in their argument as opposed to one particular uh, angle, lineage versus harm base, being more effective.
2: The argument staged. I see. Hey, uh, Dominique, have you seen, Have you been over there on Coliseum and La Brea lately? Over there by the wall, west of the wall. You know, west they wiped the out wall. a lot of houses. Yeah, west of the wall on La Brea. I feel if like I dro- La Brea- drove
0: over there the other day, but I might not have been paying attention. I'll drive back by there, yeah. Carl.
2: Yeah, well, I looked over that wall, all them houses right there. They look like they wiped out right there. Uh, I'm like, wow, who got the money for that? I mean, they did the same thing over here in Cove City, over in Palms area. They knocked out about 20 houses over there. Well, you got to
0: get the info before we jump to any conclusions, because there's so much building going on right now of multi-unit family residents. So hopefully that's what it is. Um, But Carl, thank you for your call. It's much appreciated
2: time.
0: Yes, indeed. I think attorney Lisa Holder was making the case for being thorough. And one of the things that I loved that she said, which I've heard from others on these Freedman Fridays, is that the work, the research of the California task force could absolutely be the basis for federal reparations, meaning that an entire multi-year study to be done at a federal level might not be necessary given the work that the state of California has already put in on this particular uh, piece of work. JW from LA, you have the floor.
1: Yeah. How you doing? Um, Yeah. I'm just glad that she did a thorough job. Uh, One of the points i like to make is just inclusion, and when she mentioned all the various different organizations that actually are supporting the movement, um, that was highly impressive, including some of the faith-based organizations, and I hope uh, they me church is one of them, because I can recall years ago when I was younger, I signed some petition along those lines, I believe Dr. Peoples came over, I mean... uh, uh, brother peoples came through but uh <clears throat> yeah also when she mentioned the youth um uh, being energized i i thought that was the main factor because if we can get them engaged uh in the political process and, and so on uh, i think that that i uh, would make a significant difference as well as um her just um making comments um uh, what i didn't hear is but uh, corporations are uh, really kicking in um, some sort of uh, kickback financially because of the fact that, you know, sugar cane, rice, cotton, et cetera. Insurance. All the above. Right, because they insured just uh, this slave master slaves, and et cetera, state form. And, uh, and made other- a grip doing it.
0: Yeah, that's just because we ran out of time, J.W. I mentioned it. But, however— When we do reparations by the government, whether it's city, state, or federal, that is a separate piece, right? You've seen Georgetown and other institutions, churches, looking at what their role is. I believe private sector businesses need to look at their role, too. Those are all going to be separate campaigns that are needed to force accountability by those institutions.
1: Hope we uh include that in the package or in a, and, and at least have the think tank and and formulate some thoughts and strategies and, and have projectors and things of that nature uh to make it come into existence. Um as well as um just the fact that she uh is well versed in constitutional law, I think that's a plus.
0: Absolutely, it's essential. Um and we were so pleased to have attorney Lisa Holder joining us. We've got some great distinguished guests coming up on our Freedman Fridays in the weeks and months ahead. We are going to get our minds around every aspect of this. To your point, JW, the work of the California Task Force is focused on the state of California reparation. However, it can be used as a template, whether we're talking about federal reparations or whether folks are organizing to pressure corporations, corporate sectors, um, or institutions to do their part. So I think even though it's not specifically the goal of the task force, it is certainly part of the impact of the incredible work that these folks have done. Not too late to call me, eight hundred nine two zero fifteen eighty 1580 KBLA top 1580, 40 acres and a mic
1: hope you have a safe and relaxing holiday season. Mask up and stay safe. At KBLA Talk 1580, we've got a lot to talk about. And your voice is critical to all the conversation. Holidays. Happy holidays.
0: Jumping in and doing the heavy lifting on this topic of reparations. We have to keep talking about it. Anything you learned or heard today uh, or any other week on Friedman Friday, I hope you'll share it. Hope you will spread the word and help dispel the disinformation. I love, one of the things attorney Holder said was when folks say it's too late, it's been too long for reparation, she said, there is no statute of limitations on genocide. Powerful. There is no statute of limitations on genocide. That is a talking point that we all need to put in our Uh, weapons belt so that we can continue to dispel some of these some of these talking points that undermine us let's go to Molly Bell from the city of Compton
3: reparations in memory of her ancestors God bless morning Dominique and enjoy Ed Sanders sometimes I want uh, to box with him but I just let it go (laughs) (laughs) KBLA and the family, Miles and his music and uh, all the people on the other apps and everything that's going on. And I I do agree with uh, Sister Holder, Attorney Holder. That was excellent. And, Dominique, I don't know where you get your questions from, but uh, you're usually so on point. Questions some of us are sitting here writing notes. I would ask this, and then you come up and ask it. And that saved us uh, a call-in. I know you want us to call in, but sometimes you answer everything that we needed that we were going (laughs) to ask. (laughs) Excellent questions. Your interview with Congresswoman Maxine Waters, isn't Maxine in her 80s, around 80-some years old? Yes, she She is. Yes, she was excellent. And um, I just wanted to add with the reparation the way all of you that can be doing something, start collecting your obituaries. Look up your history. All the obituaries that Grandma, Big Mama, and everybody had, because we may find out that once we get it and we are going to get reparations in California, then it may even go broader than that, and you'll be able to help the rest of the family. And to uh, Chandra, uh, I I felt her love and her pain. Uh, this morning, and you did a real good job. You you. I. I. I I'm glad we're not live because you would have had on your nurse's hat today, because <laughs> you have been doing a lot of healing. Excellent. And uh, I just wanted to say that I believe that uh, we are going to get reparation. But I really wanted to call in today and just uh, remember uh, when we finding out yesterday that uh, Israel knew all about this uh, attack that happened on October the 7th by Hamas. They knew it a year early. And remember, I had called in and said I knew it was a hit hidden hand. And one of the things that the commentators were saying yesterday on different stations, a lot of them didn't cover that. Uh, uh, yeah. But I don't know why. I don't know why they don't do it. But a lot of them were co- did not cover it. And I think that there was a hidden hand. And uh, Netanyahu wants to stay out of jail, just like Trump wants to stay out of jail, just like the things that Putin is doing. And so, uh, we, you know, we most assuredly have to look at look at that things, And I just wanted to say to um, Carl, one of the callers, I forgot I didn't write it down. And one of the things is... A young lady came on uh, on MSNBC. She was a young African lady, a black lady, and she talked to us about a survey that they had done. And the survey was done for us, for black people by black people. And uh, I had written it down at the, the name of it, and maybe we could Google it, Dominique, because she had and but I I don't, even, I don't have that particular paper in front of me. But she, oh, yes, called the Black Census Project. And uh, she interviewed, they interviewed over 2,000 blacks, and it, it showed uh, our issues for what do we want, what are we looking for. And they said from the 2,000, but there's going to be a big report coming out, our most important was, one, low wages, not enough money to sustain family, gun violence, and schools that fail to prepare our children adequately. And so I think that we need to look at that, but look up her name. Uh, I know what you're talking about. We talked about it on the show before.
0: It's uh, Alicia Garza's project, the black census. And uh, it was an ongoing project for several years, gathering real data from black, uh, black people in this country.
3: Well I I got about maybe a month ago I got interviewed. I don't know was it them or not cuz I didn't pay that much attention. But thank you and you could give us those facts and uh I'm excited about your interview with aren't you going to do Karen Bass in just a few minutes?
0: Yes, uh, indeed.
3: Yeah. Gosh, I mean she is she is such a fighter. And when they tell her, well, I thought you was going to do this, she said, yes, that's what I was hoping. And I'm still not as satisfied that that did. That's a good answer, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have to be afraid of the answers because she can't do all things. So I'm just saying that you've been doing an excellent job. The callers have been great. And uh, I've been enjoying myself listening to you. I'll be glad, like you said, we'll be back in the chat room next week. And I missed that. And so I close by saying, all you prayer warriors out there, you know what you've got to do. You've got to keep fasting. You will continue, but always to God be the glory. Thank you, Dominique.
0: Thank you, Molly Bell. Appreciate
3: the call and the support. We should definitely
0: have someone from the Black Census Project on the show. I've talked about it, but I have not had a guest from that project on, and I think it's a great idea just to unpack some of their findings. To your point, it did break yesterday that Israel knew for about a year about this attack. What the New York Times reported was that the Israeli military officials didn't feel that Hamas would be able to pull this off. They didn't take it seriously, and so they didn't prepare. That seems very strange considering the defensive you know barrage that they have in place however that's what they're reporting and it certainly is going to be something that's going to be um something that's going to be an issue in the months and days ahead sandra day o'connor has made her transition at the age of 93 she was the first woman ever to serve on the us supreme court Of course, uh, she is no longer on the court, one of those folks that had the grace to uh, step down from that seat and not wait until she was no longer with us. She um, hadn't been seen in public for some time but was suffering from some form of dementia. Rest in peace to that trailblazer. Um, we have someone on, want to squeeze them in before the bottom of the hour. Dan from Compton. Oh, Deb. Hi, Deb. Thanks, Miles.
4: Good morning, Dominique. Blessings to you. Thank you. Same to you. Um, I'm wondering if you could get someone on your show or if there's someone out there who can come on and help dispel the myth that Black people are not united, we're so divided, we don't care about each other, we just destroy one another, we'll never come together. I am so tired of constantly encouraging people and saying, stop believing the narrative. That is the narrative that has been put out there, campaigned on since they Stole us and brought us over here. And why are people still buying into that? We know that across all the spectrums, all parts of humanity, there's always those that they don't step up to the plate, or they don't care about anyone else, or or maybe you know they do so much dirt within their own community that you know people just say, well, no, they're just dividers and 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 they're here to destroy. But there's so many of us who are out here doing good and trying to uplift our people and trying to help our people. And and it's like the Biden campaign. We can't get a good message out. (laughs) So I'm just wondering, is that possible?
0: I think you hit the nail on the head, Deb. I think it's something that we all need to do. I will try to focus on bringing more folks onto the show. I consider that a refrain for myself because The social media discourse and the political divide in this country makes it easy to believe such as that. But if you look at the way black people vote, if you look at the way we show up, we are incredibly united, actually probably more united than most ethnic groups in this country, most gender groups, most uh, sexual orientation groups. But for some reason, we continue to harp on our divisions. Um, so I think you make an excellent point, Deb. Thanks for reminding me. We'll think about guests who can do that. We'll think about doing it ourselves. Talking point Tuesday and every day in our own discourse with each other and certainly on the air, because it is true. We are more united than we are divided and we don't get credit for that. And that is one of those things that undermines us. That is something that works to our detriment. It's exactly the kind of thing that I created Talking Point Tuesday for to stop saying things that don't serve us, especially when they're not true. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.